Welcome back to the Blog Boy Roundtable. We've got uh, basically full complement of Blog Boys this week from the Bay Area Examiner, myself, Anthony Vito, Nathan Bond, and Robert Sieg from DraftKings Network, Nick Simon. Last week, uh, we picked every single conference championship game, and uh, I think we actually went 500 as a group, which is <laughs> pretty wild. I'll so, take it. Uh, yeah. Or I think, you know what? I think we went a game over 500. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, for 50 picks, not terrible. Uh, and our season record right now is we are 165 and 143 for 53.57%. Right there. That's pretty good. Seth, uh, what do you, what's your percentage that you need before you uh, make think, a profit? I think it's over 53%, right? Isn't that so? We're leaving money on the table, fellas. Leaving money on the table. <laughs> if, you, if you were to just bet every single one of our picks, you'd have made a very small amount of money this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, like I said, we picked every single conference championship game, and uh, we had some interesting things come out of the cha- conference championship game, namely the playoff. So, <laughs> let's talk. We hadn't really talked much playoff before. But obvious, the obvious um, thing to come out of it was the Florida State snub. Uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I have some thoughts. Uh, I will say first, I'll let you guys go first, but I will say first, I do think they should have got in. Is that, does everyone, is that kind of everyone thinks they should have got in? 100%. Go no ahead. questions asked. Once they won that game and ended 13-0, and absolutely you put them in. Everything else you throw out the window because you're not comparing losses. It's a team that had zero, zero losses, and you, you put them out because you were too afraid to keep the SEC out. And, buddy, I, I, I was livid when I saw that. Complete shock. I, I did not expect that that was going to happen. When I saw Texas in, I was like, wow, they're going to pull Alabama out, and Okay, that's what's going to happen. And then, well, then they they faked you out and put six up at Georgia. <laughs> you know, kind of. I was watching with no audio, so that that was that was fun to see. Um, I don't I don't see how you do it. And I get like you put Texas and Alabama as kind of a uh, as as a group up there, but I don't know what you're supposed to do. You win your games. You do everything you can. Defense played elite that last game. They have they beat two SEC teams um, on the road, one on a neutral site. They have a better win against LSU than Alabama did. I, I I don't understand how this happened. I mean, I know why this happened, but buddy, shouldn't have. Here's uh, kind of I was thinking about this um, tonight, driving home from work, kind of just decompressing everything uh, from the day. So obviously, my mind drifts to the college football playoff because I'm the same person. Um, the committee made a whole to do about. Jordan Travis, obviously, he was a star in his own right and being fantastic on offense and making, you know, everything go for Florida State. He was my dark horse Eisman favorite we'll get into. Mm. I feel like they put a little bit too much emphasis on just him. You look back, what, 2014, Cardell Jones is a first-string quarterback for Ohio State. They put them in. They end up winning the national championship. Two of the most recent NFL MVPs, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, were absolute stars, and they were so fun in college, yet 
Patrick Mahomes never had a winning season at the middle school in Lubbock and Lamar Jackson had multiple three loss seasons. So like even without your star quarterback, Florida state was able to find a way to win two very impressive games, right? Against Florida at Florida with the backup quarterback. And then with your third string quarterback in the ACC championship game, I mean, what, what else do you need to do? Like defense wins championships that you, you preach about it all, all the time. And then you, you knock them because their quarterback sucks. And so I think your counter argument is going to be, well, their offense was absolutely brutal and non-existent with the backups. In. Give Tate a month to figure it out. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you just don't, you don't do that. You, you play to win the games. They won all the games. How do you not let them in? It also didn't help Florida State's cause during the uh, college football selection show. There were multiple, like, brand-new SEC on ESPN <laughs> commercials spattered throughout. So uh, the, the optics were less than ideal after, after the announcement. Nick, what were your thoughts? Do you know how asinine it is that <laughs> your quarterback basically breaks his leg and that's used against you? Like the whole the whole idea is, oh, well, Florida State's a different Florida State is a different team and we can't let them in. They're 13 and 0. Like, OK, it's it's not exactly the same. I tweeted this out. It's not exactly the same thing. But you, do you know how asinine it would be if the Kansas City Chiefs went? 14 and three and, but then Patrick Mahomes breaks his leg in the last game of the season. And we say, Oh, well, the chiefs are a different team without Patrick Mahomes. No one wants to see this team with Chad Henney playing in the playoffs. We it's probably best. We keep them out. No, like they won the games. Okay. If they get, if they get blown out by Michigan, so be it. But they won the games. They're 13 and 0. They won the ACC. <laughs> like, what else? Like, what else do you want them to do? Like, you give the benefit of the doubt to an Alabama team that, quite frankly, okay, this Alabama team did what they had to, like, did what they had to do, finished with one loss, finished with one loss, won the SEC, knocked off number one Georgia. Great. But you're penalizing Florida State when we saw this Alabama team lose to Texas. We saw this Alabama team play, and I don't care about Jalen Murrell not playing, play like absolute garbage against USF the following week. And that's not held against them. Then they need a Hail Mary to beat a mid-Auburn team. <laughs> Fourth and 31, they needed that just to beat Auburn. But none of that's held against Alabama. But Florida State gets punished because their quarterback broke its leg. Like it's, ah, oh man, it's it's ridiculous. And again, do you know how badly you have to mess up to make Florida State the sympathetic figure? Yeah. Like, jeez, uh, jeez. Seek, what were your thoughts? My big takeaway was uh, that that guy that they sent from the College Football Playoff Committee, uh, Boo Corgan. Just an absolute lifeless soul has never felt <laughs> joy in his life. I mean, just giving the most mundane answers and that, like, and also Reese Davis asked probably one of the best questions I've ever seen directly to a person of power like that. Because when you look at it, 
right now, the the four teams that are in the playoffs are future teams from the SEC and the Big Ten, right? And and there's this preconceived notion of this power two struggle. And then if you look at the rest of the college football playoffs, top 10, actually even the top 15, I think it's like 13 big, uh, either Big Ten or SEC schools. And then there's Florida State and then uh, the someone else I can't remember. But like you, Reese Davis asked a very direct question. It's like, is there a preconceived notion bias towards uh, the power two conferences here? And the guy deadpan just goes, no, uh, we 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 look at the resume uh, whole heart. It's like, no, you're you're not looking at the resume. It, it's it's part of this really crappy direction that this college ball playoff committee, when we initially all were pleading for something like this. Uh, to basically dismantle the BCS, you 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 put the human element back into it, and then we didn't realize that that human element was going to be inherently biased because like all of these people are just part of that good old boys club that's going to give the benefit of the doubt to an Alabama over an FSU, or they're going to give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, even getting Cincinnati in the playoffs uh, two years ago was just a, a miracle in itself, and. So many dominoes had to fall to the point where if they left them out, it was going to be egregious. It was going to be a huge, like glaring, like, okay, they're enough with the biases here. And so for me, at least it it, it now needs to become, they have like the rules and standards in place of how they're going to decide, you know, the, 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 the six at large schools and then, um, you know, the, the six conference championships that helps a little bit because now you have, a standard you can't be inherently biased towards. Now that that sixth uh, is going to get a little hairy. And if they do change things around, you know, we'll see what happens, especially with the PAC 12 uh, falling apart here. But the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is hopefully there is less inherent biases when they do these rankings going forward. But at the end of the day, I mean, man, you, you absolutely cannot look at the numbers look at the 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 various metrics that you can use the the Coley matrix the bcs um you know rating system that they created and look at this and say like yeah we should put alabama ahead of fsu just because they beat georgia last week like no, i think yeah I, I think there was though alabama would have got in ahead of fsu on bcs computers i think somebody simulated that yeah the bcs computers would have popped texas out that was the yeah that's what it was yeah so. they, they they moved texas yeah which Again, that's that's a whole nother argument, but Texas at least looks really good and passes, I guess, their eye test or whatever. But yeah, I mean, just uh, egregious, but also uh, hilarious. I mean, just absolutely peak content uh, that we have been able to receive from this over the last couple of days. It just good <laughs> content. Great tweets. Great tweets. Uh, you oh, know, I'm glad God. it didn't happen to me. Amazing takes. <laughs> just yeah. and, and the unfortunate part is like you see the repercussions of it. Like damn near every Florida State player is like, I'm out. <laughs> put me up, put me on like Mississippi State, and I'll have a, a, at least a fighting chance to go to the playoffs at this rate. Yeah, they so canceled, they canceled the Orange Bowl uh, conference <laughs> tomorrow because neither team like gives yeah. zero craps about that game. Yeah, did they so, really? Yeah, they canceled the press conference. Oh, yeah. so I, I don't know uh, <laughs> exactly why, but this seems to be a, a motivation issue. Um, no, the scheduling conflict, man. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Recruiting. It's recruiting season. Um, okay, so I'll preface my comments by saying I do think Florida State probably should have gotten it. Uh, being 13-0, and 
in a power five conference, you should probably get in, right? That should be the standard. Now, the few, uh, in my mind, I was kind of like, I understood either way they went with it. Okay. Because the one example that gets brought up constantly is Ohio state in 2015 or 2014, right? Do you guys remember what the score of the big 10 championship game was in 2014? It was 59 to zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against a team, a Wisconsin team that's kind of comparable. They finished the season 10 and three. So they're pretty comparable to that Louisville team. So 59 to zero is a little bit different than what happened in the ACC championship game. Now, the other part of it is it's not the offense didn't go from being good, which they were pretty good, metrically pretty good, but uh, they weren't as elite as you think. They were 27th in the country in yards per play. But against Florida, they were under four yards per play. Vanderbilt was over six yards per play. McNeese State was the only school for Charlotte. That Charlotte team we saw USF dominate had more yards per play against Florida than Florida State did. So you went from a good offense to literally under four yards per play in both games, which is worse than Iowa's offense. So you went from a great offense to worse than Iowa. Now, like I said, I do think if you're not letting teams in because when they go undefeated, you, it, you the games have to matter, right? When, winning should matter, so I do think they should have got in. But this also, I, the only the only the only exception I take is people are acting like this is the first time this has ever happened. This is how it used to be all the time, and Florida State has actually been on the good end of this quite a few times. In 2000, they lost to Miami head to head, and then beat Miami in the computers to play Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl for a national championship. Oklahoma won. Miami playing in the Orange Bowl. There's a lot of the same. Probably a more talented team than that 2001 team. Pretty close because they lost guys like Santana Moss. They lost a uh, they lost a couple of dudes off that team going to the next year. 1993, a team went undefeated, 12 and 0, or maybe been 11 and 0 back then in a power conference, and a one loss team jumped them. Do you know who that was? Oh, it's gonna be Florida, isn't it? I'm West Virginia. Oh, my God. Beat four top 25 teams, including number four, Miami. Florida State lost to Notre Dame. Florida State got the national championship game against Nebraska. West Virginia went and played Florida in the Sugar Bowl. It's kind of the same I, thing. It's happened before. Now, you think with the playoff, you're hoping that alleviates it, but how many power, how many power conferences do we have? Five. Two. How many spots in the playoffs oh, do we sorry. have? You meant like real, <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, right? How many, <laughs> five, right? Five. How many spots to play? Do we have four? This thing, was, this thing was set up poorly from the beginning. This was kind of they lucked out, and then the last thing, which it's tough, but this is kind of the this year was supposed to be the first year of the twelve team playoff when Oklahoma and Texas went to the SEC. The alliance got created. They were the 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 uh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. There were three votes against the twelve-team playoff: the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. So the alliance, it, the alliance accomplished screwed so much. <laughs> the alliance basically screwed everyone but the Big Ten. It was uh, it was like a, a sleeper cell by Kevin Warren <laughs> before he well, left. they held the cards behind their back and right knew what they for the Bears. <laughs> and then 
so but again that so to me that's kind of like i do think it sucks i do think florida state should have gotten because winning should matter i thought about as a coach if my team went undefeated and they're just like hey sorry that would be brutal and it would be really tough to turn to the players and be like you guys did everything i asked you to you know sorry like that would suck so i do feel for them uh, but this is not like new and this is not crazy and i understand it but I do think it sucks. And I, so I, I do agree with you guys that it's stupid. I wish we were at 12 teams already. And the worst part is, like you said, Nate, if you give FSU a month, I think their coaches are pretty good. They'll figure something out to be competitive with that defense. But And even if they don't and you, and you get blown out, how many semifinals have been blowouts so far? You know, I mean, Ohio like State got blow, blown out by Clemson. Alabama yeah. destroyed a Michigan State team, destroyed a Washington team. It, it's one of those where you, you got to give them the opportunity. And I, I, I get where this is coming from, and we'll move forward and we start talking about the, the actual playoff. Um, that, yes, Alabama's a good team. And you, you see re- Michigan's reaction to having to play Alabama. It's a lot different than they I think some of that was just shock that the committee actually yeah. did. Well, yeah, you can't. I was not of scared of Alabama, and I reacted similarly. <laughs> the, um, uh, the what I did, what I do like to uh, look at that 2014 Ohio State team that had Cardell Jones. He went 12 for 17 for 257, three touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott, 20 carries for 220 yards. Curtis Samuel had a couple touchdowns. You know who else was on that team? Von Bell, Doran Grant, Joey Bosa. That team was freaking stacked, and they had the opportunity to do that. And I, you know what? Florida State looked much better when they had uh, the Wildcat going with Toafili in the back at backfield. I don't know why they just didn't stick with it and try to score more points, but you try, you play to win the game, and I think un- the, the impression was if we win the game, that's all that needs to happen. Yeah. And you opened yourself up for, is the playoff. You're, it was supposed to stop all these you know dual national championships pre-BCS, and you've opened yourself up for that. And I know everyone's going to say, well, they weren't in the playoff, but you, you go ahead and they want to be motivated and they can beat Georgia. You go and put that billboard up right right across the street from the CFP offices. Tell Boo Corrigan, hey, guess what? You did that. Just a quick aside. Five, only five of the 18 semifinal games have been within one score. And two of them are last year. Yeah. It's been uh, poor. But they've also never left out an undefeated team. So maybe <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the maybe that's the trick. <laughs> yeah, I it did it, it's it's a weird one. I do think that um, I think this Florida State team would have that defense has kind of cranked it up a notch, but the offense has been so bad. But like against Michigan, I think they match up well against Michigan. So Michigan doesn't have a quarterback either, so it'd be yeah. I think they match up. I think they match up well. Um, The other one, McCarthy is trash. Let's let's. I I cannot. I I cannot tell. I can't tell. They don't have a. He Some played all right against Ohio State. He played all right against Ohio State. He, they don't need him. They haven't needed him all year in most of these games to do anything. Why didn't the mighty Michigan get dinged for not needing a quarterback? I think. I mean, Florida State well, I mean, and them are basically the same spot. That they I don't think Michigan's some unassailable. I think the Big Ten's a little overrated this year, personally. Like, I think Mich- like Michigan's got going off reputation. Now, they did also, like, wax people all year like they didn't have a goal to go situation for like the first 10 games of the year on defense yeah that's the other part of it florida yeah, skate kind of, really, really florida good. skate kind of kind of played with their food for a lot of the year they would end yeah. the first two games that's kind of my 
other thing with them. How many halves of elite football, like number one team in the country football, did they play? How many quarters of it? I know the second half against LSU, that's two. But what are the next? What are the rest? Can you name <laughs> yeah. like a, a stretch where it's like they were dom like Clemson probably should have been and they missed a field goal. That like I said, that Florida team, that Florida team, the defensively, you probably got eight like or, or, yeah. <laughs> or seven to the last three. Um, um, but it's it sucks. But this has always been a sport that's style points have mattered regardless of what they say. So yeah. If Florida State would have been crushing everybody all year, they would have got in. Moving on. All right. So this week we do have one game left. You want to go to that or do you want to talk about preseason stuff? Because uh up to you guys. Let's, oh, uh, let's, let's go. Let's what do you what, oh Steve, your choice. Dealers let's, choice. Res- let's respect the troops. All right, we'll let's give them their the due diligence. We'll let the troops go first here. Yeah. All right, so this is really going to test some people here. Army is a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Navy in the annual Army-Navy game. This is what's going to test you. The over-under is at 27-and-a-half. There's a blind fire the unders on Service Academy games. Is that too low to fire under, or has Iowa made this seem a little bit more reasonable? Has a season of Iowa football made this 27-and-a-half number seem pretty large? Well, according to uh, Grace McDermott from uh, DraftKings Nation, shout out to DraftKings Nation, uh, a ca- uh, Service Academy unders since 2005 are 42, 9, and 1. So is it too much? Maybe not. These games, I, they, both teams always really get up for this. Commander in Chief uh, trophies on the line, at least if, if Army wins. Um, from what I understand, if Navy wins, then it's kind of like a weird. It goes back to whoever did it because Army beat Air Force. Um, but 42, 9 and 1, that's it's pretty good. It didn't hit last year, but Surface Academy Unders, as consistent as. Um, Let's call that a trend. There you go. <laughs> Death taxes, Surface Academy Unders. So, Vito, does that mean you are taking the under 27 and a half? Absolutely. I've been doing unders all year with Iowa and I'm not going to stop here. I got too, too excited and did a couple overs in the conference championship weekend that killed me, brought me back to 500. So I'm going to go back to, to uh, the old wishing. Well, I'm going under 27 and a half. I think this will be your, your typical army Navy game and you're going to get like 13 to 10 or something. I think it's very much in play. Is anybody joining Vito on the under here? Oh, I thought we'd have some more undertakers here. <laughs> Patent, uh, copyright, <laughs> copyright WWE, Mark Cowan. Uh, speaking of the undertaker, WWE needs a bowl game, right? Like after seeing the belt on the field of the big 12 championship, why doesn't the WWE have a bowl game? Oh dude, it's only a matter of time. How great like, would that be? No, like now nah, I think it's only a matter. It's only like, I mean, we have like a million roof claim like insurance places you know it's it's only a matter of time before you'll see triple h and nick on presenting some kind of weird title belt in a bowl game Um, (laughs) it would have to be in tampa just to make the travel easy for the rest of it i I surmise that uh on twitter during this game because i was like this would be the greatest thing of all time you could give the winning the winning coach could get a belt and the loser could get some type of finishing move done on them. 
a stone cold stunner <laughs> yeah. i think it seems like it but any, any a choke slam a, just a power slam or something would be awesome like this could be the most fun bowl game of the year that would be incredible played um, in the cage I'll, I'll go ahead and i'll i'll go ahead and give my army navy pick i'll i'll go with army like I, i'm staying away from i'm staying away from this total i know like army uh, service academy unders all of that but like 27 dude uh even still like uh i'm gonna lean with army they seem to they, like it, it's been a very funky season for both of these schools like kind of up and down army had like a five game losing streak at one point but then they were able to figure some things out close out the season i think i was listening i was just listening to split zone duo and they were mentioning how like they tried to kind of go away from the option, but then realized it wasn't working. So it's like, all right, let we got to run the OG thing <laughs> to, to get this back on track. And it worked. They won three straight. So I'm just going to ride the hot hand um, and take army to cover as a three point favorite here. They've had the upper hand in this robbery for quite some time now, which is a flip from what Navy had with their streak going. So I'm, I'm taking army. Yeah, I'm jumping in with you. I'm taking Army as well. Uh, Munkin seems to have done a really good job in this rivalry, and they, like you said, they've kind of flipped it a little bit. And you can't go against our guy Danny Verpale. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to ride with him. So I'm taking Army as well. Nathan, what are you what are you doing here? What are you doing to this one? Are you, do you dare take the over? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> there is a there is a case to be made for the over, and I, I will lay that out uh, for you. But uh, Army minus three and a half. This Navy team stinks. They're so unathletic. It's not even funny. Um, but dating back, dating back to 2010, just what last 12, 13 years, um, just going off the 27 and a half number, only five times has that game, or excuse me, only four times has that game been under 27 and a half. So even when, even when things are bad like that, 15, that 15, nothing game, um, in 2020 was brutal. The last year's game was brutal. I think Navy was, I think Navy in either 2021 or 2022, I think it was 2022, they were driving down to like score and like missed a field. Like it was just brutal. It could have gone over. Um, the total, it, the total was 37 last year, uh, 30 the year before, 38 in 2019. It, it can get pointsy regardless. Especially yeah, I, feel, that's what just, I feel like we've gotten some higher, like high 30s totals usually for this game, like in terms of like the over under being like high 30s. 40-ish, like 27 and a half feels low, but it keeps cashing. So I don't know. Steak, what do you have in the Army Navy game? Do you um, dare take the over? Absolutely not. Um let me let me get one thing abundantly clear. This game sucks. Like, respect, res- respectfully. No, no respect to the troops at this point. <laughs> oh, Army no, Navy, respect, respectfully. Disavow. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna kicked off YouTube. This game sucks, man. Like <laughs> this game used to be like like it, the new rules kind of make this game a little bit less fun uh, because now more than ever we're seeing undersized offensive linemen who aren't very good at blocking. Uh, not tall receivers, uh, not very fast running back. Like, I don't think there's been a play longer than like 25 yards no. in like the last like 30 Army Navy games. 
Like th- it's just, it's uh, just. I'm gonna have to cool. fact check you live. Yeah, you can fact check me. Yeah, they they definitely right. had like a long touchdown. Just look to last year's game. There's probably yeah, probably <laughs> it's probably happened before. But like now more than ever, it is literally just like two dudes with rocks just throwing them at each other relentlessly for for 60 minutes, and then Army's oversized kicker comes out and kicks a a 22 yard chip shot to win the game because. Oh, the game only took an hour and 45 minutes because these teams do nothing but run the ball for the entire time. <clears throat> um, but Army's better Anton right Paul right Jr. had a 77-yard touchdown run for Navy last year. Steve there you go. It did, and it wasn't a chip shot field goal, but it did end in uh, double overtime with a 39-yard field goal. And then you had a 25-yard yeah. run in overtime, a 25-yard pass in overtime. See? Yeah, those overtime and, stats don't count. And I personally think that, oh, yeah, if, if the if the over hits after overtime, it doesn't count. It should not count, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's possible. Also, it is it, the game's on Saturday, right? Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is going to be just absolutely miserable weather at Gillette Stadium. It is going to be like 20 five degrees oh steve it's it's that's I, football I saw, weather i saw 40s or i gotta, I gotta I check 40s. that out oh i, I saw like I looked, my weather. apple map said that it is going to be uh it is going to be a, a a balmy 24 degrees oh maybe that was today then maybe, maybe that yeah that is probably today. today but either way it's gonna be cold it's gonna be miserable uh throw the game on uh have some fun watch army win by like i don't know four so does army, maybe, your maybe. Is army your, so does that mean army is your pick after yeah. you insulted yeah. uh two branches of the military for i'll go for three minutes? air force was frauds all year oh <laughs> wow man you are just you're gonna get man i'm gonna, I'm gonna get to no, but, uh, started on the prep schools and trying to follow <laughs> recruiting for the academy yeah saturday <laughs> high of 52 low of 38 10 weather. precipitation come on um, yeah, but uh, if you if you really want to enjoy Army Navy football, uh, sprint football, uh, Army Navy game, so much more fun to watch. <laughs> oh my god, it's incredible! They they are just they literally have rocks. They throw them at each other the entire time. I for one enjoy the option football. It's a ref, it's more of a refined taste, but that's all right. Speaking of Navy, in the preseason. Nathan Bond decided to disrespect the troops and take Navy under six and a half. And guess what? He cashed. Cash, so let's maybe. go back and look at some of our preseason picks and we can pick. Uh, I think I have the worst one by far. So that's good. We can talk about, we can talk about <laughs> uh, my psychosis there. All right. Interesting trend. Not a single person hit on their overpick. Nathan and I both took Florida. They blew Arkansas. it. God, Arkansas. It lined up perfectly for Vito v- with Maryland. Vito came and said they're probably going to start five or six and zero. Oh. Like Vito had it nailed just about to how they're going to start. He's like they need to win two more from there, and they were close, but they did not go over seven and a half. Miami Stupid Northwestern. <laughs> Miami. What can you say about Miami? The knee debacle. It just wasn't. <laughs> you can't. You can't Was trust that, Mario. That's Nathan. That's a Nathan Bond from way back. You cannot trust a Mario Cristobal <laughs> team. He's the only person that took him under last year. I think. What was what was their total again? Seven and a half. See the Georgia Tech. Oh my God, <laughs> Georgia Tech. <game. laughs> you can't trust Mario. 
<laughs> oh, NXT man. went with uh, Stig's underpick may be the best one in terms of uh, expectations, but Stig took UTEP over five and a half. They struggled this year. Coach got fired. Fucking Middle him. Tennessee State. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody hit the over. But the under, we did a little bit better. Um, I had Tennessee under nine and a half wins. They won eight. They were the busters I thought they might be. Nathan, as we said, had Navy under six and a half. They have five wins going into the Army game, so that one's going to cash, even though their season's not over. Steve had TCU under seven and a half wins. He didn't buy the hype. He didn't believe the transfer portal. What a great pick. And then... Nick and Vito both just miss Nick at Oklahoma minus nine and a half, which they tried to do. And really that Texas game feels a little fluky after the fact. It felt a little fluky in the moment. But looking back, Texas tried to or Oklahoma tried to screw around and lose one more game, but they ended up winning 10. And then Cal was at five uh, or they ended up winning six. Just missed those. So. We did better on the unders and the overs. Three-game winning streak they ended, including a 33-7 <laughs> romp of UCLA. I it thought looked, I had that in the bag. It looked good. It was looking oh my good. gosh. Yeah. Fighting for the job. It was Wilcox fighting for the job. So, And then we all had to pick a conference winner, but we could not pick somebody that was top two in preseason odds, which I think if you go back and look, I don't know if anybody that wasn't top two won the conference. I'd have to think about that. Maybe Washington wasn't top two. That would probably be the one. But they might have been. I can't remember if they were. But, I mean, Liberty was the odds-on favorite in their conference. Uh, Florida State was one or two with Clemson. Alabama was one or two with Georgia. Uh, Texas was one. You know, there was maybe... uh, Maybe... Uh, Troy was probably the favorite. Maybe Miami, Ohio. Maybe they might have been all right. I don't know. It seemed a pretty chalky year. Um, but uh, so nobody hit on one of those. Nathan and I both took UTSA, they were third in the American SMU, thought might be third, but they weren't. They ended up being second, so they were another one of the top two. Vito took Oregon State, which had chances. I mean, they were in the mix until the very end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick took Utah, who I think if you knew that Cam Rising was, if Kyle Whittingham wasn't a liar for the whole for the whole preseason, and you could you would have known that uh, Rising wasn't going to play it, that probably changes that pick. And then Steve had Penn State plus five fifty. They were kind of in both those games, but it also felt like they weren't in the, both those games. It was weird. The defense was good enough to make that pick work. Uh, the offense was not so. But, Steve, you are the one of the only two to pick a Heisman finalist as your Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, this was another one you couldn't pick one of the favorites. You had to pick somebody with a little bit longer odds. Steve took Marvin Harrison Jr. at plus 2,000. He's a finalist. Probably going to end up being fourth in the voting. Hey. Not too bad. That's not bad. Not That's bad. For, for plus 2,000. Vito took Michael Penix Jr. Yes. At plus 1,600. So another pretty good pick. Now, I don't think any of these are going to cash because it certainly seems like Jaden Daniels is probably going to be the guy. 
Uh, Nate took Jordan Travis, which I, even even if he finished the year, I don't think he ends up getting invited. But uh, Florida State was obviously successful enough that he could have been one of those guys. Nick took Drew Aller, Drew Alar, just didn't take the jump. And then I, anticipating Clemson's rise back to prom, back to supremacy over Florida State, took Will Shipley plus six thousand. Uh, not even close. I don't. I think he might have ended the season as the second string running back. Is actually how it might have ended. Oh my gosh! So uh, I thought that uh, Garrett Riley offense would really fit him, and he could take off. It did not happen. So that was probably the worst pick out of all of them. Yeah. He ended up with like four or 500 less yards than he had the season before. So Will Shipley. Well, there are a couple of weeks where Shipley was hurt, like yeah. towards the middle-ish point of the season. And then I forget the name of the other running back, but he was also pretty good. So they just yeah. kind of the two-headed monster thing. At the end of the season, I knew during the Duke game when I saw them splitting time that this pick was probably <laughs> probably in trouble. <laughs> Phil Maffa had a pretty good year, so uh, yeah. So it took about a half a football for me to realize I'd made a terrible choice. Uh, so that, that was good. Um, <laughs> but uh, the only other thing we picked: USF over or under four wins. Vito and I both took over. Nathan and Nick, not believers in goalish, both took under. I remember why I didn't pick. And Stieg did not pick. I'm not sure if he wasn't here, but we did not get a pick on record for Stieg. But he may have I, had. He may I have said I didn't want to. Maybe I said I, I said I I voted present. If I mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. <laughs> oh well, I mean, that may be true. So well, pour one out to Coach Goach. Coach. <laughs> Goach, 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 the Goach, the Goach, Coach Go, Kogo. Oh, that's but a good one. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Nathan and Nick both said they this is they were this team was at the point where you had to see it to believe it, uh, and they they did it. So I they think they they made they made it to six, baby. Making it to five was a big deal. Making it to four was big so yeah uh great season for usf and we can kind of end on that note um what do you guys want to do for the bowl you want to just do the playoff the bowl picking these bowl games would be like hurting cats it seems it seems like a really bad <laughs> a really bad way uh to go about it we could we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them but picking them seems like a fool's errand think how yeah, I mean, fun that would be each week, we see how many of that. We just kind of rapid fire through them. If anyone's got, I mean, I think that would be hilariously fun. I think we need to record it like at noon during the day, and so that we can get like a live update. That's like, yeah, yeah I really, you know, I really think Marshall's going to do well. Oh, their quarterback just transferred. So, uh, <laughs> count that. We've got. We I think we've got a, a little bit over a week till the first game. Maybe we can start a uh, bowl pick them and invite. Uh, listeners to join in and we'll do it that way yeah, yeah let's do that let's do an espn bold pick them we'll do something like that that'll so that'll be uh, a little more fun and it won't be a big stain on our <laughs> on our just beautiful <laughs> record here we've got a beautiful record i'm not i'm not letting some 
young man <laughs> thinking about his own future selfishly opt out and ruin our record. So we're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> All right. So our picks for this week, everybody likes army. Vito likes the under 27 and a half. So army winning uh, 10 to nothing would be beautiful. It'd be perfect. Root for army winning 10 to nothing. Future American athletic conference member army. Yes, that'll be fun. And I'm sure USF will have to play army and Navy next year. And that'll be not so much fun. Back-to-back weeks. All right. That's it for another week of the Blog Boy Roundtable. If you disagree with our picks, if you disagree with our playoff rhetoric, leave a comment. If you agree, like, subscribe. Help us game the YouTube algorithm. We'll be back next week. Uh, We'll talk some Heisman Trophy. Oh, who's going to win the Heisman? Last thing. Does anybody think it's not Jaden Daniels? Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I'm going to roll Michael Penix. <laughs> yes, he was my preseason pick, so let's go. Plus 6,000. <laughs> not No, uh, plus... Um, 1,600. Plus 1,600. Vito's got the the cash ticket here. Um, Nick, what do you, do you think? Is, is it Daniels locked up? He has had, like, the greatest season of all time in terms of EPA. Yeah. Like, better than Burrow. I was thinking just by virtue of being in the playoff, maybe like Penix, but no, nah, I think I think it's Daniels. I think Daniels will mm. have that wrapped up because he had an amazing season. Amazing. My, my one wrinkle or my one question that uh, makes me think, could it be tighter, right? Because there's regional voting. Bo Nix is a is a son of, of Alabama, the South. Man. Do you think he's second on every ballot in the South? Oh, I didn't think about that. No, because he's from Auburn and everyone hates Auburn. So <laughs> Penix is also from Florida too. Florida. So maybe that could have that could be part of it. But I just thought uh Nick's being a guy that played in the SEC. I wonder if he gets some I I would imagine he's gonna be second place on a lot of the s- southern ballots. So they'll claim and, it as a championship. And Jane Dan- Jane Daniels will probably be third out west. Or is it too national now that that stuff doesn't matter as much? I think it's too national, especially yeah. if there was one year where like everyone actually paid attention to the Pac-12, it was this year because both Washington and Oregon like had plenty of national exposures in these type of games. So And they didn't play every week at 10 o'clock. They played some. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. That's it. We've got some variety of opinions on the Heisman. So we'll be back next week talking – uh, maybe looking at the first week of bowl games, talking a little Heisman and uh, any other news in college football. Thank you for watching.